Hey, welcome to another Joanville podcast at the very comfortable and homey surroundings of O'Neill's Pub, right on Third Street, just south of South Street. We are sitting with uh, I am Violations Greg. We got Mike Angelina. Hey guys, good to be back and back again. It was so successful his last time here. We had to bring him back, Johnny. Good times. What's happening? What is happening? Oh, plenty. The Eagles are happening. Plenty if you're a you know, fan we, of dysfunctional sports franchises. And if you're a Philadelphian, odds are you are. Before we get into that, though, there is one interesting stat or um, fact. Uh, Jason Stark was on Missinelli today. I don't know if he printed this on ESPN, but he wanted to see with the Sixers being the top two pick probably, the Phillies with number one, and the Eagles with number two. Has there ever been a city wow. with three of the like the top two picks and three sports Whoa. at the same year and he i i don't think he either was like i had to get out of the car but i think he went back to 64 or 68 and there was no one no city has had this many top picks in those three major sports la could which have, is another way of looking at it <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> la could have one or two uh in both nba and uh nfl that's true, true yeah. yeah with the rams so uh, mike and i are going to do but a unfortunately, shot but unfor- yeah, start uh, this while johnny uh well, Johnny has a yeah. wife and kid at home, <laughs> and if, if he comes home after even a more shots, reason to do shots, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but L.A. unfortunately Ooh. has to deal with you know a really successful baseball team. So whereas we get to enjoy the the worst of all three major sports. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, they own two of the three. All right, so. We uh, we haven't discussed this beforehand, but we just know where we stand. Me and Mike, I am. I am so pro this move. Your Mike is lukewarm pro. I'm pro in concept. Um, I just have a thing with Carson Wentz where it's a, I have nothing against him. I just I can't endorse a guy I've never seen play in a real game. It's, a, it's like I, I can't I can't endorse a food I've never eaten before. Right. And it, uh, Mr. Good Times is it, it's a joke, and the <laughs> Eagles are a joke. Well, I'm not going to argue that the Eagles are. I can't say they're not a joke. They're a joke. They're less yeah. of a joke than they were uh, t- 12 months ago. Uh, not anymore. They were until they made that trade. Well, uh, why are you against it? Because, okay, there's a... There's a well, I, mean, wait, I, mean, look, I mean, where do, where do I even begin? Before, before you answer that, are you, um, are you a pro-Howie Roseman guy? I was willing to give Roseman the benefit of the doubt because what I thought he did to move up from 13 to 8 was terrific. And... I, so I am not making this – I have not come to this conclusion based out of certain feelings one way or the other about Howie Roseman. I, I was not happy they rehired him. I was not ha- happy they hired Peterson. But I'm a fan of the team, so I was willing to give it a shot. And once he made the deals he did so far in the offseason, I was like, okay, I actually like what's going on here. They're, they're, they're cutting dead weight. They're they're you know putting some money back on the books that they would otherwise just have to eat for bad players. Somehow, you know, good news is when you deal with a, a franchise that's equally as clownish, well, like the Dolphins, you can just unload players worth a lot of money who stink, and and they'll take the players. But uh, I mean, on Kiko, the flip side, Kiko of that, doesn't stink. He, he stunk here. I think he'll he be. Be- I think he'll be good here. next year. I don't. 
I think he's finished. And so I, I – but now, because, okay, your first thought is, oh, we did this with the Browns. Okay, well, first thought is, oh, good, it's the Browns. Of course they're going to screw this up. But I think this is what you're seeing now is two franchises headed, headed in different directions. The Browns hired the coach I wanted, and then they turned around, and they're just absolutely loaded to the gills with draft picks for the next couple of years. I'm going to be real interested to see how Jackson works with RG3. Yeah, taking a risk on RG3. It's, um, it's not the worst risk. No, no. I like it's a It's a low-risk, high-reward. Yeah, that's, which that's you know, I mean. which I'm 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 a fan of in general. So, I just really loved the Browns off season, and I was enjoying the Eagles off season until we became the victims of the Browns off season. And this trade is, and I and you know, if if you guys want to start rolling, I mean, I have plenty of reasons why it's a disaster. I mean, are, are you ready for? You well, ready? It, it can't be a disaster until we see. To, no, to who, see the, play. who the Rams take and who the yeah and, and what he does his first no, three years. No, we don't. It's already a disaster. No, well, if, he's, if he's Ben Roethlisberger, it's not a disaster. Okay, so here we go. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at the top at a at quarterbacks who have been among the top three picked in the draft since the year two thousand. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. and we're going to start in two thousand one. Michael Vick, decent franchise quarterback. He had a good career. Okay. 2002, David Carr and Joey Harrington. 2003, Carson Palmer. Nice career, but can never we de- never won a playoff game with the Bengals. Can we? De- like, we should also, as we're doing this, decipher it started day one versus not started day one because this is probably a future debate. You know, with Bradford be- still being here, the value of starting day one versus starting uh, or you know starting on the bench because the, the two you guys the two guys you named as failures Harrington and Carr were thrown like right into the fire whereas Vic was eased in I don't think he starts like halfway through his rookie year Carson Palmer was basically redshirted and those are the two guys we mentioned at I would also career. say okay. any, anyone who Matt Millen drafted is also a watch like, <laughs> right. anyone who's been drafted by the Browns and Matt Millen cannot count towards this okay so uh, 2004 Eli not day one yep uh, Alex Smith Day, I don't even remember. I, I want to say day one, but I could be wrong. Uh, that's two thousand. Sorry, two thousand five. Alex Smith. Two thousand six. Vince Young. Two thousand seven. Jamarcus Russell. Two thousand again. Again, it's Oakland. Yeah. Okay, but but I'm just going down the list. This is not top Howie Roseman guys, making these. Top, this is oh, Oakland. Oh, it's not Howie Roseman. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Next up, two thousand eight. Matt Ryan. Day okay. one and it worked. Yeah. And Flacco. Right. Uh, two thousand nine. Matthew Stafford. Verdicts I out. take. I take him. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he can be he, a franchise. Okay, player. okay, but let's let's go, let's go back to guys like that in a minute. All right, 2010, Sam Bradford did not work for the Rams. Uh, 2011, Cam obviously worked. Franchise quarterback. Uh, 2012, Locke worked. RG3 did not. 2015, jury's out. But we're so, not going to make so any calls. So what are you saying? Have you? So my point do is, you have a percentage here on hits or misses of 50 percent? No, less than 50 percent of 40? hits or misses. Of okay, so let's say hits. Let's say Vic. Uh, well, let's go. Let's go. Playoff wins. How about that? Out of this group, out of this group, sixteen quarterbacks I just talked about. Out of this group, there are eighteen playoff wins. Eli is eight of them. The other fifteen guys have ten combined. Well, how many does Flacco have? He's got a. But he's not top three pick. Oh, okay. You're right. So, okay. So out of uh, fifteen guys, other than Eli, you have ten playoff wins. Yeah, but so look at the, those, look at the are, franchises who pick those. Team, those who pick those quarterbacks. Okay, but Just, let's look at the other side. You know what the other side is? 
those franchises didn't give up their draft picks for the next two years to get these guys, and these guys still didn't work out. The Eagles are not well, only picking against the odds of, by picking a quarterback in the top three, which where it works, it's less well, likely I mean, to work than it is to well, there, work. There are, and then they also, uh, as an added handicap, gave up next year's first round pick. Right. I mean, this is a like. Would you would you take Matthew Stafford if you were also sacrificing your next year's first round pick? No. It Matt depends Ryan, if it's Marcus maybe. Smith. Just because Matt Stafford was the best quarterback in that particular year and happened right. to go number one, that doesn't mean that Carson Wentz is any less of a quarterback. It means that you're rolling the dice in the draft, okay? You don't know what these guys are. You just I don't, don't. know what, and, but and so, I, I think he conveniently stopped at 2010. 2009 must be blockbuster. No, I did, I did all of them since 2000. Since 2000. And oh, I included, right. Now, why did I include Michael Vick? And why did I go back that far? Because that was the draft when Tom Brady was taken in the sixth round, right. who has now won more playoff games by himself than every single top three quarterback picked well, he got, this millennium. He got fucked over at Michigan because the Drew Henson situation. So, so, different, so, so what, 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 what's situation. the jump there? The, the, we should only take six round quarterback? No. So the point is, it's a well, crapshoot. Of course it is. Of well, course back- it is. So, so what are you doing in a crapshoot? What do you do when you're playing the lottery, okay? When you're playing the lottery, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get as many lottery tickets as you can get. Oh, so like what did the Hickey. Eagles mm. Right, right. So what did, what did the Eagles do? They got rid of as many lottery tickets as they could unload. But can I also point out that other than Michael Vick and Eli, and uh, maybe there's another one I'm missing, a lot of those Cam. were... Well, no, no, no. Just oh, uh, where um, th- those are like organic first round picks or top picks where they earn those picks by being inept franchises. The Eagles are trading into it. I'm not. I'm not sure what the success rate of people trading into to get a quarterback because that means one, they have confidence in the guy, and two, they weren't bad to begin with enough to actually have those picks. So they're starting back. They're starting you know closer to contention than you know someone who organically has the first pick. Okay. Well, let's look at. You know, let's look at another example of a team sacrificing their future to trade up. Oh, my God. Sacrifice their future. They gave yeah. up a one and a two. Well, and oh, like, my no, God. But like, sacrifice like, 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 Ricky Williams doesn't count. It's a running back. Right. Okay. We're dealing with the quarterback. Yeah, but you're talking about sacrifice their no. future. They gave up Marcus Smith and Jordan Matthews <laughs> and uh, Nelson Aguilar. Like, would that be sacrificing the future? Okay, so you're, you're arguing yeah. that he's so bad at making picks in general no, I'm just that saying. he made the right decision no, some of them to like, give up Jordan, all these picks Jordan, that he's like, going to screw up on. Well, no, like no, Jordan, saying, Jordan not, Matthews not, was a warranted second round pick. They're not franchise pick. Exactly. breakers, though, right. if you don't get those guys. It's, not like, the, the, it's yeah. not like the mortgage, the, the future is over because okay, they don't so have a one this year or next year two. We're going to fill these holes. Free agency? Okay, how did free agency work out for the Eagles last year? Listen. No, that was Chip Kelly. Let's see how. Uh, yeah. Let's see how the, the O line and the safeties and ever. Let's and see it's how it all works. about free agency and, and finding good late round who, picks. Schwartz was a free agent. Who's the left of? tackle that's going to protect Carson Wentz? When are they going to pick him? Two years. Lane Johnson. You know, there's plenty of um, tackles that are successful and offensive linemen that are late round picks. I mean, well, they don't have any late round picks. They gave up all their picks. They don't have a first round. Was he drafted? He might be undrafted. I think he's undrafted tight end. Yeah, they don't have a second round pick. They don't have a third round pick. They don't have a fourth round pick. They have a third round pick. Yeah. Yeah. What was it next year? They had two threes this year. They gave up one of their two this year. They gave up the one that that wasn't the actually. I was going to say the Demarco Murray one, but that's a different trade. So I think they have five. Four picks on day two, maybe. Just whatever. Game. Yeah. Like, some, like, 
Draft, uh, draft picks are currency in the NFL. We all know this. Draft Howie, ha- yeah, but, yeah, Howie but has draft it picks are currency, but franchise quarterbacks are like gold bullions. Like, franchise quarterbacks. Like if you so hit that, if you get that, if you get that, are a roll of the dice. Well, They're a roll of the dice. Who, who, do you who, guys have a preference what, what on which quarterback? What quarterbacks? What? Hold on a second. Because okay. I don't they know. Both he, I they don't, both stink. They're, they're both guys who were mid-round picks until they had great workouts. Have Ooh, you great um, workouts? Have you pulled had, the stats no, was, on successful offensive linemen? Because I, you know, I found a, a site that did the breakdown of the highest hit or bust rates. And in the top ten picks, offensive linemen have the highest bust rate. The most success is running backs. Quarterbacks have the second highest bust rate. So I mean, it's all a crapshoot. Whatever, like, right? But if, so you, if, if there's a, a guy that you're, you're people, trying to assim- you're if your people have chips. identified as he's your man, you got to go everything. You got to go all in. You got to go balls out for it. But again, as we've seen time and time and time again, you don't know if it's your man because more than not, more often than not, the guy's not going to work out. And that's giving that's going with teams that have the benefit of having more draft picks. I the can't even believe I'm on the end of this discussion because. I was so anti Howie, and now I'm like totally in. Like, right? Because you're a sucker. I mean, you were totally, <laughs> you were totally in on Kelly last year. If the Eagles, all the Eagles have to do is to make waves. That's all you care about. Is so, if the Eagles make waves, I'm a gambler, man. I like going all in. I like you got to shoot for the stars. For the record, I've been with Howie from whatever. Which is why you should be all in. Your I, boy, your Howie I'm, boy, has said this is the dude, and we got him. So right, you should be all in, I'm, not conditionally all in. Like. But I just, I just can't sit here and tell you I like Carson Wentz. Well, can, none of us him. can. Right. So I'm, I'm just going to avoid that. But I like if they, to what you're saying, if they believe this is their guy, and they, their scouts are telling them this, and it's unanimous, right. everyone agrees. I like the concept of it. Okay. So you right. like, I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, I, uh, you know, Carson Wentz. Pick up your mic a little bit. Pick it up. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz, I mean, he undoubtedly can shred the University of Northern Iowa's safeties. I mean, there is no question in my mind he can do that. But when the game speeds up, we have no clue if he can handle it. So, I, so you, you know, are I, I you just, are not only making the typical roll of the dice, at least when these teams were making their rolls of the dice, they were doing it with guys who would actually face players who would one day play in the NFL. Carson Wentz has never faced a player who will ever play in the NFL. That leads, Greg, if you have something to say first. Well, I mean, his quarterback coach is what, Ryan Lindley? I, was, I, I haven't even looked at so I don't know where he came from, but he, he came from a lower-level school and talked about the speed thing, saying it's not as big a deal as you think. So there's also two players from smaller schools picked in the top ten in the last 40 years at quarterback. Moorhead State's Phil Sims. Steve McNair, Alcorn State. Both transitioned nicely. Uh, well, McNair, I was going to say Super Bowl winners, but McNair is no, one yard short. One yard short, short yeah. yeah. But he's a pro. He's a one-time all-pro. In Al- Al- pro Al- Alcorn State. He won, he won an MVP. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been done. It's not like it's this crazy experiment that's never happened in right, football but, before. Right, but the Titans didn't give up their you know, five draft picks to pick, to pick him. They so. gave up three. A third, a third rounder, they all, which was extra, and a one and a two. They got a fourth back. So, so you've, I, what, you've given up next. So this year, okay, so, so let's uh, – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike, and then I want to go to okay. the next point. Well, the, the one thing that I kind of um, – it's a twofold thing because there's two components of it. Bradford's here, at least for now. And that's, until, yeah, that's until exactly it, where I was going. Okay. I, okay. Okay, so we – until that changes, I'm going to assume he's here. And then they're built to win now. And there's also that element I kind of hinted at earlier where 
I think it benefits somebody who's not just you know who's not just you know a, a bowl championship school, but somebody who is double A in Carson Wentz. I think there's a benefit to um, drafting him and then kind of redshirting him because Sam Bradford's here. He's your best quarterback right now until I see otherwise. Right. So this is uh, what what they're employing now is what I like to call the Ruben Amaro strategy, where you don't really oh, buy into tomorrow. And you don't really buy into today, but you do a little bit of both, and you just hope that lightning strikes. Wait a minute. They're, they're going to draft a quarterback. So How is that buying, been, how's that buying into tomorrow, drafting a quarterback that's going to have to sit for a year or so? Because you're, because you're again, you're sacri- – so this year, okay, oh, let's the say they stink. Let's say they stink God. this year. 4-12 and 12 this year, or 5-11. and 11. All right, if they stink I'll, I'll bet you Vegas comes out at 7.5 or 8. Eight and a half, I think. Well, it depends. We, Seven and a half, it, Well, because well, well, uh, Eagles fans like to be optimistic. <laughs> right, yeah. But but Bradford, is Bradford going to be on the team this no, year? No, absolutely not. I, I think he will. No. So if Bradford's not on the team, this is a 5-11 and 11 team. Remember, Howie wants to compete right now. Are you right doubting the, the skills of Chase Daniel? Absolutely, you know, I am. No, but Howie wants to compete right now. Like, Does anyone disagree with that? He, yes. He, like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. He does. Howie, no, the best, I don't think so. Well, the best thing for Howie is he wants results right now just kind of shut everyone up. No, you know, that's not the best thing for Howie. The best thing for Howie is written by David Murphy, who's been a guest here and can no longer come here because he has his own podcast. I think in this, uh, yeah, this exact seat, seat he yeah. was sitting there. But he wrote a piece saying this move buys Howie three years of job security. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's point. the best yeah. move for yeah. Howie. No, he made the best move for Howie, and he made the okay. best move for Doug Peterson. Those guys, those yes. guys aren't going anywhere. They won't be judged. Until I still year think three. Howie wants to win right, right now, though. And so the thing now, nah. no. so no? No. no, so the issue is that uh, all right. It's funny because everybody was so impatient with the Sixers, as we talked about last time. Yep. But now three people, years people with are the going, Sixers. People are going to let the Eagles buy three years by. <laughs> People did with Chip. People love what Chip did, and they said, you got to give Chip time. Chip knows what he's doing. Just trust in Chip. There was, like, right, there because was a, the fans there was a are there because Chip again, trust. Right, because, again, Eagles fans don't care if they win as long as they just keep fluttering in the water and making a lot of noise. As long as the Eagles make noise, Eagles fans well, are happy. This, because all this, you're selling – This Eagles you're, fan disagrees. Because you're selling, you're selling hope. You're not selling a good team. You're selling hope for tomorrow. And that's all the Eagles sell. So that's the hope all for tomorrow. That, was yo, that's killing. all that twenty of the teams in the NFL sell. If you don't have no, one of the not, top six not. quarterbacks, With you're fucked. Par- no, you're not. With the parity in the NFL now, no way. Was the Super Bowl uh, winning team that didn't have a, a very good quarterback? Uh, all right, so let's go back. Let's go. I mean, it almost was the. Uh, okay, so we have guys that are good, but like, okay, Flacco, good quarterback. He's Do double digit playoff wins, though. I think. Yeah, no, Flacco's a good quarterback. but he Very turns, good. Yeah. Um, do I think that if Bradford was surrounded by the same talent, he could be as good as Flacco? Maybe. I don't know. That. I don't know. Some of the throws he made that playoff run, I, I don't know if Bradford but, has. But I think, I think. You can't be part, like that. With, the, with those part, sleeves, you just can't play like part, that. Part of, my, part of my issue with the way people judge Bradford is that he was throwing to the worst wide receivers in this sport of football last year. So when something looks terrible we don't know if it's because it was a rookie receiver who had no clue what he was doing and so and we saw so i think that has a lot to do passes. with ships wide receiver coach i don't know what his credentials oh, were Bickle. terrible deshaun jackson was right when he uh <laughs> chewed him out that one game <laughs> yeah and he i had like the worst wide receiver coach in the nfl dude had like two years experience I remember maybe. The, the play that <laughs> the play like right before that led to jackson uh and the coach going at it was nick Foles underthrown by like 25 yards and jackson's like what that like what the fuck like look at what look at what i'm working with this 
I'm not gonna get so. Are Nick you Foles. different? Are you different with this if he's from um, <laughs> Nebraska? Carson Wentz, North Dakota. North no, does it no, change? Uh, okay. Does it change your perception? Oh, if he went to like Nebraska? Oklahoma or yeah. a big school. Yeah. If I've seen him play, then I'd probably be more excited about it. I'll say that. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm uh, not excited about. I can I? I, I got a little. I have quotes of why he wasn't at a big school. You want to hear them from his coach at North Dakota State? Quickly. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When you grow up in North Dakota, you don't grow up wanting to go to Nebraska. You grow up wanting to be a bison. <laughs> Where's this guy from? <laughs> Let's look at him. The major programs, they just don't recruit here. A kid like that who is playing three sports is not going on to some traveling seven-on-seven team. And he's basically saying, even if he got an offer from Ohio State or Nebraska... He wanted but, to be a bison. Which, which he didn't. He's also a valedictorian of his class. Smart kid. Oh, wow. Good. Come on, good, man. Good. He's got to pick up the system. Right. Yeah. You know Doug no. Peterson's Doug system is going to be so complex. complex system, yeah. I mean, the good news is he's going to get to see a master at art, like a <laughs> master of the craft, like Chase Daniels, run it for a while hey, first. Hey, hey, Let, Let's stop that right now. It's Daniel. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I don't he, know why. He, yeah. I know why, because I, I... You I, leave the last offer savings, dial 1-800-MATTRESS, yeah. T-T-R-E-S. Yeah. I mean, it's th- this this franchise is clueless. It has no idea what it's doing. It's signed, was, it's signed this Bradford. This guy was a forward for the number it's, one ranked, state-ranked basketball team. Come oh, on. let me tell you something. Three-year starter for the if, baseball if team. If I had played basketball in North Dakota, <laughs> I would have been All-State. All right? Like... Like if you're, he's six five. Of course, he was in North Dakota where there's there's he, wait, twenty thousand people. Did you in the hear what state. position he played? Forward and center at six five. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> With Draymond Green. He's, yeah. what, uh, what do, he's probably the he's probably the tallest human being in North Dakota. What's the worst uh, besides where he's from? What's the worst negative trait you've heard of him? I think location is the only one I've heard. What do you mean? Like, you know, sometimes, people, like, for example, Jameis Winston last year, people go, well, you know, he turns the ball over too much. Oh, he, uh, right, right. Like, what's his, what's the worst? When I hear criticism of him, it's exclusively, well, you know, he's so North he Dakota played. State. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's never a physical, th- it's, you know, he, he doesn't have the size, he doesn't have the arm, he doesn't have the, the pocket mobility. He's he played have, in a pro system. He's made all the reads at the line of scrimmage, they say. He comes out of a huddle. Right. So, like, what, I guess, what's the biggest concern other than he just, who he just happened to play on his schedule? Right. So I'm just trusting Howie. Yeah, and exactly. His, and this, exactly. And that, this, but if and you're the same staff of football that, personnel people with him. Can that be the headline for today's podcast? I'm just trusting Howie. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I've been doing Violations it. I've been doing it for I'm years. I'm just trusting Howie. <laughs> I've been doing it for years, so I'll stick just with it. Just last year. <laughs> last year last, of course you are. Last Welcome, year you Greg. were converted to Chip. You, you are Listen, man, you're the biggest sucker. If Jim, I'm Jones a gambler, walked, dude. if Jim Jones walked in here right now and said, hey, I'm bringing, taking a bunch of people down to Guyana, Greg would be like, okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm no, in. listen. You're giving me 50-50 odds on a franchise quarterback. I'm in. I gamble every day, and their odds I'll take. It's, it is not going to work. <laughs> it is another You're such a curmudgeon. What if it's Goff? What if the Rams screw up? Yeah, are you okay with Goff? They, they, they drafted no. Sam Bradford. No. 
I don't want to. I don't want either guy. I, these I guys like are, guys. He just doesn't guys. want a quarterback. He wants to draft the second best offensive lineman in this these draft guys, to move forward. Sam Bradford the, and welcome to nine and seven for the next three years. But he, he would want Sam Bradford because it defeats this whole argument of like top quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're not even having a Sam Bradford because he's a top quarterback in the draft. So who's <laughs> so who's no, the Eagles' best I'm, quarterback? I'm fine. I'm fine with Bradford turning it around. Brad, Brad we don't know what Bradford is. And so it, it's, it's a clueless organization who said, oh, let's sign him. And then said, oh, no, wait a minute. Now that we've signed him, now let's try something else, which is the same thing as last year, which was, oh, uh, now we've made the deal. Now we've got Ryan Matthews. Oh, but wait, let's try to get DeMarco oh, man, Murray. It's, just it's the same thing. It's the same, it's the same mentality. No, of, it's we're just winging different it. We're people. just winging it. Just because Chip Kelly wasn't saying that doesn't mean how he is. Yo, just because he signed, he signed Bradford in case he couldn't make a deal happen. But he did make the deal happen. Now he can get rid of Bradford, pick up a third or fourth round pick. Yeah, maybe the Rams. Well, one, they didn't have RG three under in the roster. But two, uh, maybe the Rams just or uh, the Browns just came to a conclusion like, you know what? We just like RG three enough where we don't want to risk taking quarterback. We'll just trade down. Th- that may have happened. I think for their fans, they've come to the conclusion: how many top five quarterbacks can we take as a Brown team? Right. It's like, it's like the Lions with wide receivers in the early 2000s. Remember, every single year, Matt Millen would take a wide receiver. Yeah. And every single yeah. year, yeah. he was out of the league in like 10 games. Just the, the stench of Johnny Manziel just may have been. Or Tim Couch. I mean, it's like oh, all this got Brandon Whedon. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> traded up for Brandon Whedon, yeah, by the way. No, nothing uh, more weird than the, the whole Johnny Manziel Cleveland saga. It was so quick, too. <laughs> From, yeah. like, at one point, they're when like, Drew Rosenhaus terminates his relationship with you, you're like at what, an all-time like low. Four weeks, five <laughs> yeah. weeks. Yeah, I know, I know. That's when. That's when for you need, moral reasons. Like, yeah, yeah, right. That's when you need to take a good long look in the mirror. But Drew Rosenhaus <laughs> says, "You know what? I've had enough." Yeah. And when Drew Rosenhaus is no longer returning your calls <laughs> yeah. because he's concerned about you as a human being, right? He had a press conference from Terrell Owens' driveway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he still didn't drop. He did. And Terrell Owens was out of his mind. Still didn't drop him. Oh man! It helped his brand. Look at that. Yeah. So, you know, you look at, you know, you, you look at team. You know, some people are saying like, uh, you know, th- this guy. A comparison I'm hearing a lot about uh, Wentz is Blake Bortles. It's okay. Blake Bortles is actually turning into a nice quarterback. Yeah, that's but a, again, that's a disappointment of that. But, it, but again. Am I trading next year's number one? I know. Are you ruining for the Blake franchise? Bortles? I don't know. I don't. I mean, Blake Bortles hasn't really like he 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 has some nice skills, and now that they've they're so bad every year, they put some players around him. He, he looks better. Maybe maybe they're maximizing their chances. What if? But but you have what, to hope what, that not what, only is Wentz, not only is Wentz good because if he's good, it doesn't still it still doesn't justify how many picks you gave away. Okay, if he's just good, no, I don't if he's agree with just, that. okay, that's invaluable. If, he, if he's the next Sam Bradford, what have you done? No, yeah, but, Sam but if you're saying Sam Bradford's if, good, he's not great. He's good. He's average. But if he's good, then it doesn't like. If he's good, then he's good. He's worth you know, he's worth the price of gold. He's Joe Flacco. You want a Super Bowl? That's worth everything, right? Joe if Flacco he, is okay. Well, I guess we can separate it by grade. Okay, Joe Flacco's very good. Okay. Not well, great, but very good. Well, winning a Super Bowl to me is great. Do you think the Ravens would take the last three entire drafts of the Eagles? There's like 19 or 21 players taken for Joe Flacco. The studs of which would be Doubtful. Fletcher Cox, Benny Logan, Zach Ertz. For that particular franchise, that's the only quarterback basically they've ever had. They, like they had McNair on his dying Something, legs. You and could they, package 19 or 21 picks. 
Steelers wouldn't give you Big Ben for those 21 picks. Right, but the Steelers also got Big, Big Ben at 12. Steel, you know what else the Steelers wouldn't do? The Steelers would never trade down in the draft. The Steelers would never do it. Would the Patriots do it? Of course not, because those teams trade would, up or down. Sorry, trade up. Those uh, teams would. Those teams would never do what the Eagles. You know what teams do what the Eagles just did? The Redskins do it. The Rams do it. The the Browns. Do it. Those are the starting of, from being bad. What that's the, company, you think, that's the you, company you're keeping. Do you think by that the up. Eagles are any different than those organizations? They have never won a Super Bowl. Right, yeah. They're, that's they're what, in the that's same, what I've been saying. The, the, the Eagles are a those. joke. They're a joke. And this is just further example of it. That when you're when you're trading up, good franchises don't trade up. The Patriots and, and the Steelers aren't, would never do that deal, no matter how much they enjoyed Carson Wentz's. I mean, do they? I, I mean, they probably watch Carson Wentz on VHS. Do they even have, like, digital video in North Dakota? <laughs> like, they're probably watching, like, grainy VHS tapes when they're watching this guy play. You know, why, why, why would any – no team – and it's right. Er, er, those guys can say, okay, I think we can find there, – there's a – Did the Giants trade up for Eli? Yeah, yeah it was a yeah, trade well, with it, the Chargers. They, Rivers they flipped. They flipped for Rivers. Yeah. And, uh, and they got one and, pick. And, and picks out of Deshaun Merriman and uh, Nate Kading and uh, somebody, Luis Castillo, maybe somebody else. I forget who. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to me, again, just the odds of a top three quarterback. I know. You're good with Ronnie Stanley at number eight. And within seven or eight point, games next year, you're this, cool. And the year after, point, right, 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 right. Because again, you and then are, the year after they're going to get the next year they get the number fifteen, sixteen pick, and whoever so, they're just going to draft the tight end. But it's fine. Running, the fifteen, this isn't the NBA. This isn't a league where only the top four picks matter. Okay, this is the NFL, not quarterback picks, wise, where picks matter into the fifth. Quarterbacks, sixth you got round. Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, and who else? Who other than oh, that? gee whiz, and only the guys had, that keep winning Super Bowls. You mean? Russell Wilson has a one. defense. Uh, yeah, no, but, but they, his defense they, they have crazy. unique situations. And Tom Brady uh, has Russell Wilson Belichick. with his transfer transferring situation, and Tom Brady with Drew Henson. You know, they had to appease him for baseball, keep him away from the Yankees. It's just they had unique circumstances. They happen what 11, 12 years apart. It doesn't happen that often. Okay, so Roethlisberger went twelfth in the draft. Aaron Rodgers went twenty fourth. People in Pittsburgh were crazy thinking they're they're drafting a guy from what, Miami, Miami, Ohio, Ohio. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, you look at uh, what, what did Breeze go like eighteen, nineteen, something like that. I mean, you look at guys. You, round, yeah. you look at guys who are the best ones. They're all except, first rounders. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, they're all they're all okay. So they're a guy that the Eagles could have gotten at eight and not given up the future. No, but there's only two first no, rounders this know. year, and they're number. They're going to be in top well, five. Do you think top Go- seven? Do you think Goff and or Wentz would have fallen to eight? No. Yeah, I don't. Forty Niners would have no, grabbed whichever no, other one was left. No, be- okay before the. Before this sort of quarterback mania took hold, yes, because at a certain um, when the, I think when, the, when, the, when the college one. when the college season ended, when the college season ended, these guys were considered middle first round picks. Golf a little bit higher. Golf probably mid like five six, and and freaking Wentz would have been Eagles would have easily gotten Wentz at eight and and possibly at thirteen. So the Eagles kept a barometer of the situation around them. But Wince Mania, Wince Mania heated up, not because of anything he did. I mean, he had a good workout, but, you know, so did Mike Mamula. But because of a good workout. Mike Mamula wasn't terrible. Because of of quarterback mania, because of quarterback mania, which is what the NFL has become. That because we didn't only see this with the number two pick, we saw the number one pick. I mean, this is uh, this is unheard of. Dude, Mike Mayock has been going off about Carson Wentz for like four months now. He called... uh, I was producing the other day at uh, WIP. He called uh, just because uh, Al Morgani mentioned Carson Wentz. He called and said, yeah, I want to talk about him. 
We put him right. He called, it was Mike Mack's been on five him for thir- months. Five thirty in the morning. We're talking about. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, I guess what I'm like. So just because other teams happen to share the same opinion of, of the Eagles that Carson Wentz is probably going to be a good, a good quarterback, and thus they want him, does that does that make the Eagles? Willingness to trade up a bad move? I, I, yeah, because it's because it's collected. It's collective stupidity. I mean, it's it, it's it's. Oh, we don't know it, stupidity though. But, but it's the collective. It's it's this mad. What's it called? The uh, the madness of crowds. It's the madness of crowds. Once somebody said, "Ooh, we need a quarterback." Ooh, we need a quarterback. Ooh, we need a quarterback. All of a sudden, Wentz goes higher and higher and higher, and Wentz no, keeps coming. Hey, not because of anything if, you did. Not because of anything. What you if did. it's not? We but need a quarterback simply because we he plays quarterback. No, no, no. What if it's not? We we may need a quarterback. It's we want this quarterback. Well, I mean, those were the only two that were going in the first round. But those two well, kept climbing the boards, not because they thought they got any better since their last college game. No, Carson, it's because the Carson was his pro day was pretty damn impressive. Oh, right, sure. But so again, they went up. Okay, but again, so so was Mike Mamoulis. I mean, I mean, the, the, the well, workout Mike warriors, was not a bad. So he was, was not so terrible. Was, so was Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell had an incredible. You know, he had a great workout. He's got a cannon. So teams are like, oh my god! I saw that guy, guy throw. He threw a touchdown from sitting on his butt from like <laughs> yeah. fifty yard. Line. Yeah, oh yeah, no great arm, great arm. So, hey, so how about this though? You got to think forward. Any guys, you read Jimmy Kemsky's Kemsky's piece about thinking forward with this with the future quarterback in two years. Yeah, like so many teams are going to be in the need for quarterbacks. It's going to be harder to move up in the changing. draft. Yeah, because Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Rob Eli. Yeah, they're all aging. Romo. So there's going to be way more competition to move up in the draft to grab a quarterback in the future. So if this is your guy and you like him, you got to do it now. It started with Peyton retiring, really. Yeah, right. And there's some there's some credence to that. At the same time, well, and part of the issue is this too that I that we haven't like really hit on yet, uh-huh. which is that the quarterback has become so much more important than any other position in the NFL, like just radically more important that. At this point, teams need to sacrifice the future just to have the opportunity to roll the dice. Like, you're not sacrificing the future for a sure thing. Like, if they had done this last year and it was Mariota, I'd still be against it because trading up. Well, the, well, the offer they made. The fact the Titans to turn down that offer is they're, because they're poorly run, too. Andy Reid, Andy Reid told them to turn down, and he made a good point. He said it's actually probably Howie's logic, too. Uh, he said... Look, you know, you may never get this opportunity again to draft a quarterback this high. Take you know, take advantage of it. And oh, you know, because Andy Reid told the Titans, he told Ken right, Wisenhunt, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, because the Eagles were like mad about it. Because everybody's like, I remember like on it, the it, radio, yeah, so, somebody leaked it to Peter King. I would imagine somebody in Eagles, right? Yeah, because they were all mad about it about how Andy had stabbed him in the back or whatever. Because, but thank goodness he did because we would have given away everything for Mario. And I don't like Mario, so I was against it. At that particular time, I don't like. I like. He had a great college career, tremendous player. I don't like him as a pro projecting forward. Wentz, I'm still. I don't know. I can't write him off yet. And the fact that no one has anything physically to say bad about him, other than his location and ge- geography, I just I can't write him off as much as I can Mariota. So I'm a little different. Uh, Fifteen verse sixteen. So Mike. What were you? What were you meeting? Me? Oh, Mike left his credit card here last podcast. Yeah, it was, it was like three Fridays ago. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd known. So we were trying to meet up with him. To I was exchanging it with him, and I got a text from him. He's like, "Sorry, dude, I'm not going to make it. I just was in a nasty car wreck." <laughs> what? Well, I figured you know 
I had plans with Greg, so I'm not going to leave him hanging. I, yeah. I, I communicate what's going on. Hold on, I'm going to try and pull his text <laughs> up from that day. <laughs> so you you got in an accident? Yeah, my my car took a little tumble. It's like remember, um, remember he's like this. The, the day after this po- the podcast we had, it snowed. Right. And I'm talking about like a, a half mile, uh, half mile. This is the text I got from him. I'm waiting for him to show up to meet up with him. Yo, dude, I actually just got in a very nasty accident, so I won't be able to get over there anytime soon. Thanks, though. I'm okay. My car flipped over, but what I'm okay. You're, you're leaving out like questions you asked. Oh, I said, are you okay? I was like, what? Are you okay? You're like, I'm okay. My car flipped over, but I'm okay. What? The car flipped? Yeah. The day after the Hinky podcast? Yeah, because remember it snowed that day? Yeah. So uh, on the, the media bypass, um, the tow truck driver who uh, I was talking to took my car away. He's like, yeah, I don't call this media bypass. I call this a shit pass. It's all the stuff that goes on. Within that particular like half mile stretch... I think I sent you a photo of it too. Yeah, there, man. there were like five accidents, or maybe six, back to back to back to back, and uh, it all started with the person in front of me was skidding. I was trying to avoid that person, get out of the lane. Next thing I know, I lost control, shot off a guardrail, went on, <laughs> shot across, you know, all, all the lanes of traffic. My car took a tumble, the window shattered, da- the uh, the windshield shattered, the right passenger. Do you like remember so, flipping over in the car? Um, I, I just remember a loud noise and like kind of going to black. Yeah, yeah. That's the last thing I remember. You have your seatbelt on? Yeah, the, the, the cop goes up to me. He's like, "So were you wearing a seatbelt?" I was like, "You think I was wearing a, a fucking seatbelt? Like I'd be through the window if I wasn't." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it like that, but I was thinking that. <laughs> All right, so today you went car shopping. Yeah. And what did you buy? Bought a Ford Focus. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here soon with the flyer starting, but um, Phillies, have you guys been paying attention to what's going on in Lehigh Valley? Like, they're, More, they're, uh, they're doing okay at the big leagues. Better record than the Yankees, which I'm proud to say. But the Lehigh Valley, man, they got a squad down there. And, well, in double A, too. It's kind of scattered all these stats up. I got Lehigh Valley stats somewhere. Um, I mean, I mean, who who doesn't want who doesn't tune into a podcast to hear some Iron Pig stats, dude? Tommy <laughs> Joseph. Oh yeah, he's back to like being a really good hitter again. He's batting like three sixty seven. He's wow. playing first base. This was probably the last year that before they cut ties, right? I mean, yeah. that guy's just been well. It's but, concussions, yeah, concussions, right? And, yeah. And, well, yeah, we'll cut ties with Ryan Howard and Darren Ruff. Yeah. No, I bring this up. Someone had wrote. I think two guys this week in ESPN and somewhere else wrote that if any team is primed to make a quick turnaround, yeah, it's the Phillies. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, no, in two but, years, in two Buster years, only. Yeah. Who's been? It might have been Buster only. Been like, he was on a podcast. He said that. Yeah. He, he's been crying his ass off, saying how they're tanking. It's bad for baseball. Bad for finance. Probably because agents are telling them to say that because they're you know the Phillies aren't signing their clients to overpaid deals, much like Hanky. And now all of a sudden he said, "Well, the Phillies are building a monster." And yeah, he compared them to the Cubs. I think. Right, Zach Eflin, Mark Appel, these studs right now. Right, and these like they both got ERAs under one. And I think they already have three future stars moving forward: Nola, Eikhoff, Velasquez. Assuming Velasquez is health, which is iffy. Yeah, but some of these guys, like an Eflin or a Tom Wendell or a Ben Lively, they may end up being really, really good relievers. Ben Lively's having a great year at Double A right now. Ryan Madsen was he was a failed starter, but hell of a reliever. Still Mm -hmm. was a good reliever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Velasquez, you know, the 16K game, 
was really like the first like jolt of electricity that baseball fans. Yeah, the baseball fans have felt since you know 2011. I mean, that was the first time where it was like you were talking to your buddies. Oh my gosh, did you see what happened? They not like well, not like uh, oh my well, gosh, see what they did today. Well, June Franco, uh, Franco in June last year, but from the pitching side, yeah. Wait, who last year? Mikel Franco. Oh, right, Mikel Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Franco was, he had a nice run. I mean, you know, and I guess a couple of years ago, I guess the Dom Brown month. <laughs> oh, God. Gosh, that guy. I, is he playing from, anymore? No, the Blue Jays dropped it, him right yeah, before the season well, started. He's uh, the Blue Jays AAA team. That that guy, I took so much heat for saying, like, from day one, I was like, yo, this, this guy's not smart. Like, I don't, I, this guy's not going to make it. Because he can't like get him get it out of his own way, and then um, that particular two weeks, I've never got like so many like hate tweets, hate texts. Like <laughs> you're so wrong, you're so wrong. All I could do is say, yeah, just wait for it. you know. Yeah, Eventually, well, Don Brown was Don it, Brown. How amazing is it that at one point in Baseball America, like 2010, of Trout. he was rated ahead of Mike Trout. So uh, the Phillies leading up for um, 2018. Free agent class. You guys have see that class. What was it Fernandez? Yeah, it's Harvey. Yeah. Uh, uh, not this like year. Manny Machado, like Josh like Donaldson, right? McCutcheon, Pollock, opt out. Fernandez, Keiko, Harvey, Garrett Richards, Clayton Kershaw, and uh, payroll. The Phillies have nothing. 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 Zero on committed for that. That's yeah. why I don't give a shit that they didn't. Pursue Ian Desmond or Wei Yin Chen or any right, of exactly. So, so you know, it goes it goes again to kind of what we were talking about last time, which is that what's the responsibility of a franchise to try to win at all times? And I think that it's interesting because you're in sort of a socialist environment where you can afford to lose for a, a little while so that you can be much better later. If, you're, if you were just a straight business, the Phillies couldn't afford to have nobody in the seats for this many straight years. Right. Of course, the Phillies would have gone out of business in, like, the 1890s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but like... But, they they you know, had a 21,000 the other night when I was down there. Right. And it was, like, a beautiful Friday night. It was a night. perfect game, Monday. It was a perfect game? Monday night. Yeah. It was this Monday. Perfect weather. Oh, was it like the Syndergaard game? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I went to that oh, just a walk-up 21,000 yeah. people. That guy is... Speaking of electric. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so put this in perspective, 2019 payroll. I mean, like the Yankees only have 50. The Mets have like 24, but the Giants have 120. Yeah, the Tigers the, the, 111. The, the, the Mets are going to get ready to But the fact is, when you, when you pull pitchers. up the payroll tracker of 2019, there's only 29 teams listed. The Phillies aren't even on the list at zero. They just don't really? even put them on the list. Wow. I'm surprised, like, but the, the Tampa Bay Rays have 2019 commitments. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, what? The Oakland A's? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, really. Philadelphia. Yo, yo, Look at O'Neal's getting a good crowd here for the Flyers game. The bar's full. We got a Drew t-shirt. Uh, you we t- got a Simmons jersey, Voracek jersey. Right, you got to mention, uh, I think, it definitely wasn't during... Doing a podcast. Mention what you told me about the, the, the goal horn they have here. They do have the um, Budweiser goal horn. Um, we like to uh, s- support the local brews, but the Budweiser goal horn is pretty badass. Yes. When the I, didn't flyer- real- I didn't realize they had the, the prefix Budweiser goal horn. Is, yeah, did, did, a- they, did they give it to them? Budweiser yeah, Budweiser gave it, okay. gave it to them. It. So when the All Flyers right. score a Fair goal, enough. there's a goal light that flashes with a horn attached to it. It's somehow hooked up on the Wi-Fi. It has not been flashing much in the playoffs. <laughs> no. 
Not on the I first mean, line. I kind of feel like we should interview one of these guys over here. I'm pretty happy that we don't. So yeah, so, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, going back to the Phillies, like the, 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 you know, like what you said with Buster only. Oh, they're they're tanking, they're tanking. Well, that's what I was saying in our last podcast that the Sixers were essentially following the Cubs' lead. Yes, you want to go yes, across you, sports specifically? You said yeah, that, yeah, and so. I think the Phillies are now doing the exact same thing. And to me, that's part of what's so fun about baseball is that because some teams are trying to make that last push, they're willing to sell young guys to teams that desperately need a jolt of energy. And and those teams, then September becomes interesting for those teams. So everybody's September, the thing I love about baseball, everybody's September is interesting. Because yeah, even for if different team, reasons. Right, because, yeah, you're either a team that's making the push for the playoffs or you're a team that's saying, okay, what is this 21-year-old hot shot that we just got from the Blue Jays because they're trying to make a push? What's J.P. Crawford going to be like in September? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, like how many – I'm sure plenty of – like just we look at the Phillies, for example, plenty of ex-Phillies have won jobs with great Septembers. Uh, just Aaron Altera, for example, probably won the right field job yeah, before exactly. he broke his wrist. Um, but you're right. To, to your point, the, the Sixers – not just April, the, the March games they were they were not interesting for any reason whatsoever. Like we saw what o- Isaiah Cannon was, we didn't need to see any more of him. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so did you go to every home game this year? Forty-one of forty-one. Forty-one of wow. forty-one. Despite the accident I made the next day. <laughs> what? I mean, do you have like triumphant music you can insert <laughs> like like during the? And I and I want to like. Yeah, we got to reach out to the Sixers. They have to do something for him. Well, I can't been, imagine uh, anyone who's been to forty one. Well, yeah. uh, my friend McKee, he went to every single one. Like I too. think even that guy, the, like the real estate guy, who sits like a couple seats down, he kneels on the court sometimes. Oh, uh, I don't even I've think seen, I saw I've, him at every game that I tuned into. I know Meek Mill wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, only got to see me. I mean, uh, Iverson, and he's on house arrest. I, I can leave whenever I want. Yeah, Iverson, Iverson was only at thirty seven of the games. <laughs> Not, not even that. Maybe like five. <laughs> they drag him. They drag him out there. I have a photo. A I have a photo with me and him in a, at a game this year. You and I. Oh, is that, is that part Iverson? of your season ticket holder it's, thing? Yeah. They, they get, they you and the twelve of the season ticket holders yeah. all get to hang out with AI. They told us a surprise. Uh, you know, a celebrity's come by. You may want to hang and buy your seats. And then uh, my friend's a bartender in the suite level. He, he mentioned, "Yeah, do you hear Iverson's in town?" I was like, "Well, I guess that's who we're supposed to meet." You got so, a picture you know, with him? See, yeah, season ticket holders actually got to play a pickup <laughs> game with the 2001 Sixers. Sweet, there's a picture. Is that the other, is that your boy who's been to every game yeah, with you? Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia. Yo, yo, where you at? I was at a game Monday night. No, yeah, Monday night. Walking, so, walking through Ashburn Alley. And we see a chick leaning up against one of the um, sausage and pepper stands. Okay. She ain't buying a sausage and pepper. She's just standing there with her her foot up. And her dude is, like, bent over cleaning her shoe. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. She must have stepped in something. But she's standing there, and her dude is, like, bent over with a couple napkins cleaning her shoe off. Stone violation, right? Oh, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I am as whipped as any guy out there. <laughs> First, but under- if my wife says, clean this shit off my shoe. The In Ashburn is, Alley. But the, 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 the answer is, why don't you just throw the, throw the shoes away and let me buy you a new pair of shoes. Can I tell you that happened? Me and my girl were walking uh, our dogs and she had a proclivity of stepping in shit. And I just uh, one day we were walking our dogs. She had a new pair of like Vans on. And I just heard her say, 
Oh, man, I stepped in shit, and I couldn't take it. I went over, and I grabbed their shoe, and I threw it in a trash can. I was like, we're just buying a new pair. This is yeah. ridiculous at this point. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah, it's at a certain point, yeah. No, no, no time am I ever, like, love my wife, would do anything for not cleaning the shit off the shoe. In Esperanale, maybe if we're totally alone, <laughs> like nobody is around, like maybe. Yeah, why don't you go to like section four thirty four? Yeah, right, right, right. yeah, yeah. All these tourists are streaming by. Philadelphia, yo, yo, where you at? All right, we should wrap it up. Yep. Flyers are about to start. It's going to get rowdy at O'Neill's. Flyers predictions. Well, by the uh, time we go live, it will. Yeah, yeah. they'll well, be playing. I'm going to go, go with lose. lose. <laughs> Five two. Five two, they lose. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, uh, no. We were talking about this earlier. The, the The Caps did in Game Four what the Warriors did last night for the Rockets. They said, "You know okay. what? You guys deserve to win one in front of your home crowd. <laughs> we'll take it from here." And Flyer fans, and, and be the Rockets grateful. didn't even want it. Did you see that uh, bench yeah. reaction video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. They're like, oh god, we got to play another game. <laughs> and Flyer fans should be happy. They should be grateful. They should not be angry and throwing bracelets. They got to the fucking playoffs with a coach from. North Dakota, right? Wow, we almost went the entire podcast without <laughs> mentioning the phrase. But actually, wow, it's the North Dakota connection. I yeah, I mean, that. come on. They should be so grateful. This guy came from nowhere, and they're in the fucking playoffs, and they're angry because they're losing. Just take yeah. it, man. This is like free. free right, right, well, it's not yeah. free. It's, it's better, extra it's, hockey. It's, it's like, better than New Hampshire. No, it's, <laughs> it's like a thing where, like, if you went to a restaurant and you got your meal, and then the, the restaurant brought out cake because it's your birthday, and it's on the house, and then you got the cake, and you're eating it, and you're like, this cake sucks. And then you like threw it against the wall. Like That's what that was. That's what throwing the, ra- bra- the bracelets was. And, uh, you know, you're it right? wasn't just... I know it was only like 100 people, but when Lou Nolan announces the two-minute minor for delay a game... That's it! There's a, it. There's a roar. But yeah, he's like, that's it, you've done it we, now. He sounds like, he sounds two like, minutes. Sounds and everyone's like, like, yeah! He sounds like he's your parent, like, that's yeah, it, you've you're done, done it. it. <laughs> you've done it now. Oh, so embarrassing. Philadelphia. Yo, yo, where you at? So All right, so thanks to O'Neill's for letting us hang out again. Uh, Third Street between South and Bainbridge. And, I don't know, go Flyers. Thanks for Mike. Thanks for Johnny. Good times hanging out. Next we need is uh, Clintac to shake something up so we have another piece of podcast. <laughs> we, we got the Hickey. We got uh, Roseman. Yeah, what's the next disaster that's going to strike this town sports-wise? Just let me know. I'll be here. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. All right. See you.